0: Welcome to Off the Hustle, a podcast designed to help you grow as we grow. We're becoming our best selves, and you—we want you to join us. Yeah, and there's
1: no point being selfish and holding the the wealth and the knowledge to ourselves. As we push ourselves each and every day to be great, we're challenging you to do the same exact thing
0: we hold ourselves to a really simple mission of three things we build we grow and we develop we want you to join us in doing it
1: yeah so as we continue guys to give you great episodes make sure that the only thing we ask of you is if you hear something of value Stop immediately, pause the episode, and share it at that exact moment, because as you share the knowledge and the wealth that we give you guys, you guys are actually being a value to us as well as yourselves.
0: You're being too nice about it. We're we really simple. Every episode that you hear value, we want you to share. (laughs) Yes, sir. Text. Social media, in person, we don't care. It's an honor system, and we're asking you to do the honorable thing. Share the knowledge that you find so that someone else can be great.
1: And that's because that's what true hustlers do.
0: Oh, thank God. It's Monday. You're? Man, I'm ready to get back to work.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Forgive me for that
0: sign I just made. Um. The homies know what's up when I say that, though. <laughs> but, hey, everybody, <laughs> welcome to another week. We are actually diving into something really important this week. We're diving into your network. Yeah. Uh, today, we're going to talk about why to build your network. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to talk about rekindling and engaging your network. Uh, and then Friday, we're going to wrap it up with some really creative strategies on how to re- how to build a really strong network. And when I say creative, this isn't going to be go to the the meetup with everybody and shake hands no we got some actual creative ways to build your network uh, that i use personally and actually got me a couple job interviews off of it even though i didn't really want the jobs they got me interviews yeah uh so for all my people right now who are looking to build their network and find better ways to get interviews without having to put an application welcome to off the hustle today we're talking about why to build your network uh kicking off man how why did you start building your network?
1: Uh, for one, I realized as I got to a certain point in my life um as a young teenager this is around like I think I'm like maybe twelve or thirteen years old started to try to get you know get part time jobs and things like that. I started to realize that um some a lot of people that that was in my personal inner circle at the time who were people my age. Um, They didn't have the necessary resources to, you know, either know people who actually had these, who have connections to things I wanted to get to. And I realized, I, hey, I got to get it on my own and I have to branch out because, you know, or if, and this is kind of, you know, the growing pains. This is one of the first things that you realize when you're trying to grow out of your element is that, hey, you don't have all the resources that you think you have or you thought you may need. And, you know, you got to step it up. And you gotta you gotta get uncomfortable. So that's what led me to
0: actually uh, taking that first step. What about you? Uh, man, it was weird. I actually started getting into networking at a young age. I got into it probably around I don't really remember how old I was. And it wasn't something that I did intentionally. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, my actually one of my closest homeboys, my brother David. He uh, his family was actually cool with the county commissioner. So I actually got to know the county commissioner at a young age, and then from there, I kind of, through him, I think I met the mayor once, and from then I started realizing, you know, if I can meet people who know people I don't know, I can know more people. Right. So from then, I just, I became the kid that would, I walk in a room, I don't know nobody, uh, let me see who looked like the most important person here and see what they got to say.
1: Yeah, see, now for me, um, when it came to like, when I first started my networking um, journey, I really, it still was very uncomfortable for me because then um, at that age, I was still very, I've always been laid back. I've always been laid back, very, you know, cool, calm, collective. Um, you, know, think, you know, if you see, if you're familiar with how I am now at, as a full-fledged adult, just think about how I was when I was a younger teenager, probably more shy, more, you know, uh, I won't say timid, but just very, um, very, very, very reserved. Um, so being able to walk into a room and just start, you know, well, move from conversation to conversation, shaking hands and just establishing that rapport. That was definitely something that was very difficult for me at that age, around when I was like 11, 12, the early teens, um, um, 13, 14 years old. Um, so once I, I think it was around when I was getting ready to graduate from high school, going to college, that's when I started to figure out how, Amar um, was going to be able to work the room, you know, so it's just, you know, so where you probably had the opportunity to, you know, start to work, um, figure out what works for you with like different politicians and different professionals at a very young age. For me, it was, you know, I uh I want to say a late bloomer, but you know what I'm saying, it did, it did take for me to get older and get into an environment that already provided the opportunity to um, learn how to flourish that, that
0: skill set. Man, it's weird. I I started it early, but I really started to come into it uh, when I got to Southern. Okay. So it was actually, I can tell you a weird story. Hold on, let me actually pull up a name so I can make sure I say the name right. There we go. So my first week at Southern, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I need to get an internship. Who do I need to talk to to get an internship? <laughs> yeah. And I forgot who I asked. I asked some random person. They said, you need to go to leadership. Okay, so I went at the leadership and got in there. I said, "Hey, I'm here to get an internship." Lady at the front said, "Well, you need to talk to uh, Philip." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, cool. Can I talk to Philip?" So Philip only meets people by appointment. Okay, how do I set an appointment? She gives me the email. I go home. I write the email. As soon as actually, I didn't make it home. I Went to the library. Wrote it at the library. Went to my next class. By the time I got out of class, uh, he had emailed me back. Said, "Let's set up a time to meet tomorrow." So I show up suited. Hey, Mr. Phillip, I'm here to actually get an internship. They said to come to leadership, talk to you. He was like, okay, perfect. What's your classification? Freshman. Man, there's nothing I can do for you. We don't give internships to freshmen. Let the games begin. Okay. <laughs> perfect. No problem. But then I started building a relationship with him. Uh, then I started building a relationship with other professionals across campus. And then from there, mm-hmm. when he moved to a new position, he was in a position to give me an internship. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Let me talk to him about internships now. Uh, it just so happened they didn't have an internship in my field. But I had started networking with someone else in career services because uh, that's what he had moved to. They helped me get a job on campus. Mm-hmm. And when I got a job on campus, uh, I used that to get another position on campus, get another <laughs> position on campus. And, and then from there, I kind of just
1: mm-hmm. started meeting with everybody. Yeah. See, now, prior to me going to college, um, around, like, the age of, like, 15, 16, <clears throat> that's when I started getting too like I got my first part time job when I was uh fifteen um before the i guess like legal um age in the state of Georgia I think the legal age is like sixteen um but I was able to like kind of you uh know, I knew somebody who knew somebody and I was able to walk on uh, work off the books so you know what I'm saying at a at a mom and pop uh, restaurant joint um so that's how I made my money and then as I got older, going to like my junior senior year. Uh, that's when I was able to start working legitimately, um, and I went to a job fair down downtown at the airport, and of course a lot of different vendors that um, have establishments inside the airport. You know they're they usually have these um, universal job fairs for all these different people to different um, businesses to come through, and take job applications probably do on the spot interviews, and it was so uh, so happened one of the people who was interviewing for McDonald's at the time. I actually uh, did summer camp like three three years in a row and we just kind of ended up getting older you know we ended up um, going our own separate ways but when we seen each other at the job fair you know he was already like I think like a shift leader um, shout out to Gerard you know he was a, you know so, <laughs> <laughs> so he was a shift leader already and he was already a little bit um, older I think he's like a couple of years older than me so you know here's the reason why he was already working and and kind of being like a, going on the management route, so interview and pretty much even before the interview, I kind of already had it in the bag. You know, he had already told me, "Hey man, we're just going to do this for the formality um, uh, thing. We're just going to do it just so we can say we did it, it's documented, whatever." Did the interview, end up getting a job at the airport. And if you grew up in Atlanta or any metropolitan city, or or city where you have an airport nearby. Um, you already know getting a job at the airport definitely comes with a lot of perks. You own now. <laughs> you own now. So being able to get that pass and walk straight through the you know TSA gate without waiting in line, being able to you know see uh, so many people you know coming and going through the airport, things like that. It was very you know new experience for me, especially being at a, um, a young age of sixteen and having the opportunity to um get your own money. You know what I'm saying, um, and then I think by that time when I was in high school, I started to be able to leave. Home, I mean, not leave home, but leave school early. You know, instead of being at school all the way to 3 4 o'clock, I'm able to do co-ops and being able to actually dip, leave camps around like maybe twelve, one 1 or 2, depending on what, what day it was, and go to the airport, work my job, and go home. So it's like it kind of like gave me that little freedom, kind of like that, that first taste of being a full-fledged adult. And, you know, it was kind of cool. But at that moment, when I got that first job at the airport, I started to realize that knowing people, open so many doors very easily, without the the usual, um you know, gameplay of you got to do do what you had to do when you was at Southern. Now when I did get to Southern,
0: it ha- it just yeah, happened man, again. You gotta play the game. The, the game, game is play. how you build a network. Yeah. So people are listening. The game is how you build a network, and you just gotta talk to so many different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you got a little taste of why we built our networks, how it has helped us out. We're kind of going to dive a little bit deeper now, as we always do on Off The Hustle. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into the three circles of networking. This is what we coined uh, a couple. We actually may have gotten this from another uh, investor that we follow. Uh, but we kind of phrase it as, who are your stakeholders? And we break it down into three circles, uh, kind of like a Venn diagram or concentric circle. So it's built of one, your internet work, Two, your support network, and three, your service network, and going in that order is their importance. Your inner network is the most important. Your support network is gonna help support you, obviously, and your service network are on people who, it's a mutual you benefit when I benefit. They're the people in me you and know, Amari's case in, uh, real estate. It's like your plumbers, your electricians. It's the people that work when you work. Uh, so diving a little bit more into these. Uh, Your inner network, that's like your mentors, trusted advisors, teachers, uh, sometimes a friend uh, that you've had for a while. But the key about your inner network is these are the people you go to when you want insight into furthering your career and furthering your life. These are the people who may be two or three steps ahead of you, a couple chapters ahead in the book of life, and more importantly, can give you advice that can help you further yourself uh, through your career. Uh, That being said, the next circle is going to be your support network. Now, these are friends, families, uh, vendors, co-workers. These are people who are kind of on your level, maybe a little two steps ahead of you, maybe two steps behind you. But these are the people who you kind of go to, to keep your everyday mentality correct, uh, and, in an everyday standpoint, in a work standpoint, these are kind of like the people you work with on a daily basis. These are going to be the people who really win when you win on a mutual type field. Uh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to supporting that, right now, uh, while you was, um, while you was kind of going more in depth on that, I thought about this. I feel like, um, you know you touched on the internet work and then you're kind of like on that second level right before you get to the next level which is your service network i feel like the support network is kind of like the um it's like the make it or break it and the reason and what i mean by that is i feel like when you describe the support network being you know kind of like being like your initial friends your family uh, people that you work with on a regular basis um those type of individuals they they can kind of help be like the gateway uh, with you uh, with you either going to the next level or being able to op- open doors to new opportunities such as different mentors or different trusted advisors or or actually giving me more insight information on how either your employees or how your team members how how different things may be going on and how independent on this relation that you have with these um, people within your support network they can be able to help you it can either be a asset or a liability but in reference to this conversation i think they would be a great asset because of the fact that they can kind of give you um some tailored um some t- some more tailored in-depth uh, information about who you are and and what you need to either work on or um, who you can talk to or you know so they be they'll be more willing to kind of give you uh access to their personal network uh and kind of help you kind of like figure some things out depending on what situation you're in so um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, but I feel like people within your support network can be a great asset and a very important um, territory that you may want to dig deeper into.
0: Yeah. And then the final one is going to be like your su- service network. These are going to be like employees, uh, team members that you need uh, to get things done. So these are kind of like people you rely on to finish your job. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be secretaries, assistants. uh, And the reason why this circle is on the outside isn't because these people aren't important. important. It's because each of these circles are important in different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the service network is important because it's the people you go to to complete a task. Mm -hmm. So in our case, if we are doing some investment work, I know a little bit about plumbing. I don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. Like if a toilet get clogged, I know to stick a hanger in it. But if your sink not working, you're going to call a plumber. And I can't do anything without them. Right. I'm going to need them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they need me because I provide a service to them. I provide money. They provide a service. And that's kind of how this circle works, Yeah. where it's, it's a give-take I give something, you give me something. So in a in an essence of someone like a secretary, uh, a lot of people know them as gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. You give the gatekeeper something, the gatekeeper gives you something. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, they may want attention. They may just want somebody to show them some gratification. You can give that, and what they'll give you is that connection to whoever they're the gatekeeper to. Yeah, and in
1: reference to like my people out there who are like your... Um, people managers people who had to manage a, a certain number of um of team members or a certain number of secretaries um uh, people who actually report to you on a day to day basis um you know in reference to what just um uh, what you stated um just now in reference to like the give and take you know give and take doesn't mean like you know just the one offs you know uh, give and take is some uh in a lot of times especially to the example that I'm speaking towards is a daily um it's a dedication you know you definitely have to be committed to these people because you know they make you look good and you make them look good because and this is where I give or take plays and plays a major part and for in, in reference to you having uh if you're a manager you have a certain number of employees that works works with you works for you and you're you know you need them to do the very um the very the very tedious task uh to get the big job or to get the big results on a regular basis, they need you because you are the leader. You you know they look up to you. They see you as the person who has the more in-depth knowledge, who has the who has the the representation to represent them when you're in that meeting with your uh, managers or your directors or the other big time leaders to you know give the further insight on what's going on in your department or in your you know regime. So I feel like when it comes to service network support network internet where each circle or each um, pillar is very important and you know they it, no, uh, no certain circle is bigger or uh, more value valuable than the other they all are equally valued they are all equally you know impactful to your overall network
0: now let's dive a little bit deeper uh, we're gonna go into like some elements so elements of healthy networking relationships and it's really about how do you place somebody Mm -hmm. on each of these circles. Because that's what's important. You don't want someone who's inner circle worthy only in service network. And you don't want someone in your service network that really should be in your inner circle Mm -hmm. or someone that's in your support network that probably needs to be in your service network. Mm -hmm. Because what it'll do is it'll slow down how fast you can progress. Now, the reason why we're talking about networks in this manner is because they are living, breathing things. Networks are how you advance yourself. The old phrase, your network is your net worth, is 100% true. The type of people you surround yourself with, one, that's the mentality you're going to have. Two, that's the circle of people you're going to be running in. So if you're in a millionaire circle, where are you going to more than likely be? A millionaire. That's how you develop a millionaire's mindset. So when developing your inner circle, two questions you should ask everybody you meet. When you get into a situation where you're meeting new people, you should ask them, who do you know that I should know? Because, one, what that does is it expands your network. Mm -hmm. That's a network-expanding question, and it's a question you should ask everybody. Whatever you do in this world, you should tell everyone you do it. If you are a sanitation engineer, I like to be political because I I like to think everybody's job is important. You should look and say, hey, I'm the best one in the world. I dominate it when I do it. Who do you know that I should know that can help me further my career as a sanitation engineer? Because, all you know, you may be looking at it today as, oh, I'm a sanitation engineer. Three years from now, you could be the person in the city that leads, that manages all of this. You know how important that job is? Now, it don't sound like it, but, no, that's an important job because if there's no one picking up trash in these streets, what's going to happen? Yeah. Rats, anarchy, death.
1: Yeah, so and I feel like, you know, there's no reason and kind of a side note, um, there's no reason for you to um kind of be uh mysterious with your intentions when it comes to networking. No. Uh you should be very intentional and you know, now being intentional doesn't mean, you know, you all in people's faces and trying to, you know, rub in the wrong way by, you know, just kinda overcompensating. But you should definitely be very intentional and be very, very, very upfront. With why you're trying to reach out to this person, or why you're trying to build rapport with that person, because of the fact that when you meet, usually when people try to reach out to you for the very first time, you know, just by human nature, I don't, I won't say everyone, just because I don't have the statistics, but I will say it is a common, it is very common that you know you kind of, uh, you have to warm, you have to make people warm up to you when you yeah. first meet them, especially if they haven't had no reason to even meet you in the first place. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So the thing is, be very intentional, be very considerate. Of, you know of who this person's time and this person's um, attention when you actually come, you cross paths with them. And that, you, you will see a very drastic change. If you, if you don't practice this already, you will see a, a very drastic improvement, not change but improvement in the way that people respond to you and then how your relationships start from the very beginning uh, and then uh, eventually leading into um, that, that compound interest over time as you continue to put forth the effort, show the results. Be able to build that valuation between you and the other
0: person. And with that, I also want to say, though we are preaching building your network, we are not preaching skipping steps.
1: No.
0: Some people try to use that network to skip steps. They want to jump straight to asking a millionaire how they became a millionaire. That's not how you build that type of network. I, no, I, I it's crazy. I like, man. I
1: just don't like that.
0: <laughs> what, because the proper way to do it is to do something worth being known for. Like, as you build your network... Your reputation and what you do speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So as you move up your, your your network, move up the ladder of what you're doing and you do more impressive things, naturally more impressive people are going to come into your network. Mm-hmm. And When you're starting your network, you originally trying to surround yourself with the people that's going to help you grow to the next level. Mm-hmm. And when you get to the next level, you surround yourself with more people to help you get to the next level. Don't start at level one and try to talk to somebody that's already on level 100. Because they're they're gonna tell you the exact same thing Amari just said. I don't have the time. It's the first thing they always gonna say. I don't have the time. And more than honestly, they're gonna look at whatever profile you have online, and they're gonna be like, "Look at this joker trying to waste my time." Mm-hmm. That's what they do. I'm being completely honest because I've had it happen to me. Unless and the, and the only and,
1: and of course you always have you know those 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 few exceptions a few exceptions where people will be courteous and yeah they, 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 they'll go out of their way to they'll make time to. You know get you know give you at least five or ten minutes or whatever but, but because they like you they, they like your style they they either, they either like you or they also have or you guys have a mutual or mutual connection mm-hmm. between you and the other person to where it's like, okay let me get, let me see what this person is talking about whatever but but one thing I've learned from some of my mentors is that you know it's, it's very it's, it, it goes a long way to Stay connect stay connected with that person by showing what you're doing on your, doing by yourself, what you're doing on your own path with your own time. You know, um, you know, I learned this back in high school. Instead of trying to reach out for, reach out to someone for that handout per se, it, it's very helpful to reach out to them and just kind of keep them up to date with like, hey, this is what I'm working on. Hey, you know, I'm having difficulty with this, but this is how I'm going about it. You Know because with that, you're showing initiative, you're showing proactiveness, and in that way, that person will be willing to go out of their way to, to help you out or go out of their way to uh, give you a connection of theirs or whoever, however, whatever the scenario is. People are more willing to help those who are willing to help themselves.
0: And we're going to dive a lot into that, yeah, in, in Wednesday's episode, a whole lot, yeah, because it's more important than people believe, uh, and then. The second question you should ask, so again, the first question, who do you know that, that I should know? The second question is who what do you suggest I should do uh knowing what I do mm-hmm. and that's really a placer question that lets you place them on your your circles so the if they ask answer with something that's really niche hey, you should try doing this, specifically this, because it'll help you do X, Y, and Z. Maybe they deserve to be on your inner network, and you should work so that they can be put in your inner network. Then you should start drilling a little bit more on asking more poignated questions. More exactly, you should go do exactly what they said, and then upon doing it, you should ask them again, hey, I did what you said. These are the results I got, and... With that being said, what would you suggest I do next, or what do you think that I do it right? That's a follow up to put somebody in your inner network, or maybe they fall on your service network. If they fall on your service network, get a business card, work with them. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: And that right there is a great example. At that right there was like a great example and also a great breakdown of how you can meet someone for the very first time and be able to build that relationship, be able to build that quality. In a very short amount of time, and when I say short amount of time, you know, we talking about like one year, you know, uh, people got to, uh, one thing I wrote about our generation and then, I want to say our generation, our society in today's era. We are so used to that quick gratification. We have to remind ourselves that short term is sometimes 12 months, depending on the goals that you have in mind for yourself and 12 months, 24 months. 36 months, 48 months, those still may be short term, short term um, timelines based on the mountain that you're trying to climb. And, you know, when it comes to something that we're working towards in reference to our business journey, our personal development journey, you know, one year is not a long time. You know, to think, to think about yourself and how much you can progress within one month, you know, now we're talking about 12 months, a lot can change if you actually pull forth a framework and consistent action behind you building your network and you'll see yourself 12 months later or even a month later you know to see what progress you can make uh every step of that way and you know it's something to be very mindful of you know it's not it's not it's a it's you probably heard it to the the phrase you know it's a it's a uh what is it? it's not a sprint but it's, it's a, a marathon yeah, it's a marathon you know appreciate it depending <laughs> on what you're doing, it on what yeah, you're exactly. doing. Like, sometimes it is a sprint but yeah, sometimes, in this case yeah sometimes it is a sprint sometimes it is a journey but going back to your point man you have to be able to make that sound judgment and you know and sometimes you may you may be going on your journey and realize hey you know this one may be a little bit longer than, than i thought it was gonna be yeah hey got me want to adjust and, but never stop making progress because once you get moving, the momentum grows and you look back you're like, man, I'm so proud of myself and what I did within the past seven days, past month, the past year, the past few years. And if you give it 100 percent, you'll know for sure that you're going in the right direction.
0: Yeah. And then going from there, we want to touch on your job search because we touched on this a little bit. Uh, I touched on it. Uh, and it's helping how is network going to help you when it comes to your job search when you're looking for a position your network could put you in a position that you never thought you would be in Mm -hmm. me personally i use my linkedin network and i scored an interview uh at a job and i never had to put an application pretty good job too yeah uh (laughs) but the reason that I was able to do that is because I intentionally built a network, uh, a, a complete section of my network that's a very service-based portion of my network mm-hmm. and is niched off into recruiters. Where I have maybe, man, maybe 30, 40 recruiters in different industries that I reach out to on a regular basis, just talking to them, updating them, like you said, letting them know what I got going on. Hey, this is what I've been working on. This is what I've been learning. This is what I, These are some courses I've taken. Hey, this is my, you know, I update my resume with some new things. I'll turn stuff around. Hey, here's my resume right here. What do you think I should add? What do you think I should change? Uh, Drum up a quick conversation. Hey, take a look at my LinkedIn profile real quick. Let me see if there's anything I can change. And they're quick to tell me, hey, Jared, switch out your picture. It's been a while since you put a new picture up. Make sure you're smiling. Put on a suit. Hey, right now, business owners are looking for people a little bit more laid back at my company. Can you can you switch out the suit and put on a collar shirt? They'll say they'll say little stuff like that based on where, where the culture in their company is going. Yeah. But they give me that insight because I took the time to get to build those types of relationships with the service. I need them to get me a job. They need to hire people. That's their job.
1: Yeah, and it goes back to the saying, helping pe- people are willing to help you when you're willing to help yourself. Because if you're taking the time, you pull forth the effort, you're being consistent in how you are engaging with them. They look forward to seeing your updates on either a weekly basis or on a monthly basis, whatever that your re- your repetition or yeah. your cadence is. I and do monthly. Yeah, monthly. monthly
0: yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and it makes sense. And it's crazy because even at times when I'm not job searching, I still do it. Yeah. Because there was something that someone said. Uh, they said. It's in reverse, though. Mm -hmm. So they tell businesses you have to be always recruiting and rarely hiring. So I took it and I flipped it. I have to be always being recruited and rarely being hired. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm always being recruited, I'm in the want. People want me. Mm -hmm. And another way, now, this is one, and I I hate to to get to this one, but there are a lot of friends that I have that are in fraternities (laughs) and females that are in sororities. And they tell me they can't find a job. And that's very weird. You have a huge network that's of people that weird. are willing to talk to you even when they don't know you. No, that's very weird, bro. I, and for, for for you guys listening, you know,
1: so um, I've mentioned this on, on past episodes. You know, I'm part of a, a fraternity myself. And, you know, I'm now the undergraduate advisor. I'm an undergraduate advisor for one of the undergrad chapters in our fraternity. And that's something that that is a constant conversation. And no matter how much I, you know, I stress this to my guys, you know, for whatever reason. Sometimes it goes in one ear, and it goes out the other. And I'm not saying it's, that is a you know, it's a lot of young guys who are lazy or young women out there who are lazy. But you know, they they overlook the value of following up. You know, putting yourself oh, out there. You Know they they they, they, they missed it, the, they missed the very importance of putting yourself out there and taking the no's and taking the rejections and, and and taking that critical feedback because, or you know, they that critical feedback that's going to help you change your life because they're afraid. You know, unfortunately, I truly believe that we we are we live in a society where people don't want to hear um the stuff that they tell themselves from someone else, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. And when it comes to what you just talked about, that's something that you have to, have to, have to want to endure. It's just like working out. You have to want to deal with that pain so you can be able to, you know, morph your body, but also morph, morph your mindset over time. And you have to, same things with a job search, you have to want to put yourself out there and be able to get that, you know, that no or that no response. Just so you can know how maybe... Either I'm coming off the wrong way, or maybe I'm not consistent with my follow-up, or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not giving it
0: 100%. Man, it's crazy that you mention that. And this is the last thing I'm going to say on, on job search before we move on to the workplace. After you've got the job, how your network can help. Mm-hmm. But when I say that I have 30 people in my service network that are recruiters, mm-hmm. people that i follow up with on a monthly basis. Yeah people don't understand that I reached out to maybe three
1: mm-hmm.
0: for every hundred I reached out to ten maybe I wouldn't even say ten I'd say twenty five of them would reply ten of them would add me to their network and I would add them to my network right so that's just to say man it's a hundred out of a hundred ninety ninety percent of them missed out on a quality candidate that's willing to go further than everyone else. Just because, like you said, I'm willing to reach out to you once, follow up with you again, follow up with you every and like month. That, and I
1: like how you put that. I like how you flip the script. And it, you mentioned this earlier, but I like how you know you, you're revisited just now and you flip the script and in the in the way of looking at the situation. And um, and what I mean by that is instead of you looking at it as I'm trying to reach out to them so they can help me out find no, I'm job, trying to help them. I'm trying to help you out because I I I possess a skill set. And a mindset and a work ethic that your that company needs that, that your company needs and you ain't gonna get anywhere else. You okay. got you got to rock
0: with me. And it's crazy because my my confidence in myself is borderline narcissistic. <laughs> hey, it gotta be sometimes. And man. honestly, I feel like it should be that all the time. Honestly. And the reason is that way is because I I used to have a thin skin to rejection. Okay. So once I got into sales, there is no thin skin when it comes to rejection. You getting rejected. That's it's part gonna of, happen. It's part of the so, genre. you kind of gotta, gotta start hitting it head on. Okay, if I know I'm gonna get a rejection, and you have to tell yourself, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? In this scenario, the worst thing that's gonna happen, they're gonna say, I don't wanna hire you. You don't have the skills I need. Oh, what skills don't I have? Ask. And they'll tell you. Yeah, most of them, hey, we're no, looking for somebody I, with 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 uh, SAP experience. Well, you're right. I don't have the experience you need. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I actually do have a friend that is in SAP with five years on-the-job experience, and I believe he'd be great for your position. Do you want me to connect you guys?
1: Put them on. I'm
0: giving you value. Even when you don't want to help me, I'm willing to help you. Yeah. Because I want to. when it comes to networking for me, I want to put out so much value that when I do build that huge network, everyone from my inner circle to my service network wants to see me win because they know it will help them win. Yeah. Because if I'm in a position to put you on, I'm going to put you on because my network is that strong. That's real. And and later on, there may be somebody outside of my network that hears of me because of someone in my network and they have that thing that I'm missing. Now, enough said about the job search. When it comes (laughs) to working in the workplace, it works the exact same way. And even then, it's even more powerful it's more probable because
1: now you, you, your foot is in the door and now all you got to do is just go ahead and knock out the home run. And this is going to lead you into the next thing, which is your career development. Yes. But while we're here on the workplace, you it's just like when you're the, the, the benefit of, and I had to realize, I realized this very early um, back when I got my first job. You know, being the new person at a job or being a new person um, in an industry, it's like you're the new kid on the block, you're the new kid in the school. Everyone wants to know who this kid is. Everyone wants to know who is this person and how they're going to measure up on the the measure rod, how they're going to measure up amongst everyone else. And depending on how you start your journey, it can make or break. You know, a lot of initial people from, it can either, you know, convince people to, to reach out to you get to know you build a report or it can even you know tell you know uh, make people uh, feel like hey you know I get to them when I get to them and you know and I, and I've dealt with this in, in almost every job that I've been in and for the most part it's been successful for me you know in the long run because a lot of those uh, for every job from being in fast food to working in um, working in um, you know the whole streetwear work industry working into the whole project management industry. I feel like for myself, even and definitely in real estate, I've been very successful in building my network with different people from different life um, parts of life. Just for the simple fact that I show up and I let it be known what I can bring to the table, and also too, I'm not afraid to go out my way to say hello to you, say good morning to you, ask you how your day is going. Being able to have those conversations, asking if I'm willing to. You know, hey, you want to go get some lunch? Get a you know, grab a a cup of coffee or whatever, and you know, or hey, do you have some free time? We'd like to schedule a meeting with you, just to be able to just kind of build rapport. Those initial things that I've done throughout my time in my professional career has gone a very long way because those initial beginnings, cultivate into just everyday routine and everyday conversations, and they go, and then especially when you bring it to the factor of you guys are working together, you, you, they can rely on you because you do great work, you, you bring forth a, a great level of energy and uh, perspective on things. You bring up, you, you, you summarize the whole equation of how the workspace and how working relationships, not relationships that remain stagnant if you don't put something into it every single time. But these relationships can be, can be built strictly off of the work that you put into the everyday job itself, as well as the, the level of communication and um, reliability that people can see within you as you guys uh, build that rapport.
0: Yeah. And I like that you touched on taking the initiative when you're the new kid on the block. Got to, it. The first 90 days are the most important days of you working at a job. Because those are the days where your career development is cemented, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But don't, how you how you start the game, we talked about this back in the episode, impression versus impact. Check your it out. first 90 days is how you make your impact. Check it out. Because when you come in, you have to come in swinging because you are the new kid. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're coming into an environment where everyone has been there longer, everyone has more experience everyone is especially like you when you come into a corporate environment a lot of those people have been at a job 30 40 years so it's like well what am <laughs> i bringing to the table you i have to come in and make a make an impact yeah and that's important for you to do because if in the first 90 days you're able to implement a process that advances or your your work ethic is so far that you're setting new records at the company or something along those lines Yeah, When you get into those positions, now management looks at you different.
1: Yeah, and word to to my young hustlers out there, um, being young is a huge, huge, huge uh, benefit to being the new kid on the block, especially in the workspace because when you're young, people don't expect you to know much. You know what I'm saying? If anything, the older you get, if you haven't realized, the older you get, the harder and the more challenging life gets for you if you don't prepare yourself, or if you're not working on yourself on a regular basis. The younger you are, especially when you join, when you get into uh, for you people who are either in high school or you're in college, getting ready to transition to your first full-time job or your full uh, first uh, op- career opportunity. When you get when you get into the work for, uh, workforce, you know, uh, being able to come into a company people are welcoming you people are with open arms and they look forward to giving you the insight and give you the information because they see you as a, a average teenager or average 20 21 22 year old and being at a being at that young age they see, they understand that you're still inexperienced for you know uh, in comparison to them someone who's probably been in their career for maybe 5 10 15 so on years you know they're they're looking forward to you know helping you if you're willing to help yourself and you know to be that young professional um, going uh, in, in any industry honestly being a young professional in any, in in any industry who's willing to go the extra mile and willing to extend themselves to the people who have the resources who have the knowledge who have the experience guess what you are, are you are being you are putting yourself in position to get that compound interest which is I call it and what we call it career development being able to get the very insightful juicy details that help you uh level up so much quicker, so much faster and so much better versus the traditional route.
0: And with all that being said, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Off the Hustle. We're going to be hitting it hard on networking <laughs> for the rest of the week. So I hope you Bring your pens, bring your pads, and remember the price for this podcast. If you hear something of value, share it. Uh, that's all we charge. Just help us spread the word. Yeah, help man. us reach more ears. Help yeah. us help more hustlers.
1: And, and look, man, continue to help yourself and while you help others, hey, man, just spread it, pay it forward. Peace. Peace.
0: Thanks for listening to Off the Hustle. Again, we only ask one thing for listening to Off the Hustle as a price to pay, and that is that if you find any value, you share it. You share the moment you found value on social media in the text. You can tap somebody on the shoulder. You can wait, you get to the barber shop and tell them. I don't care. I just want you to share when you find value so that we can help someone else get some value as well.
1: Make sure that you send your Feedback to us either through our email, which is off the at gmail.com, or you can also stay and connect with us through social media, off the hustle podcast, or off the hustle pod if you're on Twitter. Make sure that you guys check us out, continue to follow us, and share your journeys because we look forward to connecting with you from one bit, from one bridge, bread to another. Peace.
0: Go build, grow, develop. Peace.